Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of The Life and Times of the Osborne Man. I am your host, Holly Hazard. In this episode, Marion writes home conceding that she will once again spend a year as a high school teacher in Millville, New Jersey, as her best friend moves on. Her social life continues at a high pace as she weekends in Philly and Atlantic City. And now, here's Cricket Clayton as Marion Briggs. June 1st. 1921. Dear Mother, Guess you will think I'm not going to write again. But the card from Atlantic, I guess, gave you some clue as to my whereabouts. First, I will get through here June 20th and will start for home on the first train after I get my check. I wrote Bet when I'd be through in a letter she was to forward to you. Met Ruth in Philly Saturday morning and she's just the same as she used to be, as far as I could see. We went to Keith's in the afternoon, and Independence Hall, and the public library, and then heard a very sweet and cute little opera, HMS Pinafore, at night, and came home on the theater train. Sunday, we went over to Bridgeton, canoeing, and back in time for dinner at four, and then out riding in a grand thunderstorm with Mrs. Wetstein, and one of the men who eat at our house. She went home by way of Atlantic City, so we spent Decoration Day there. It was a fine mist and wind until 2 o'clock, and then cleared off and was fine. The air was so marvelous, and I'm keen about the place. Think I'll try getting a teaching job there next. What do you suppose happened? They're lacking a French teacher in Atlantic, and since we were over there visiting schools, they've been hot on Miss Yulstein's tracks, after finding out what wonderful training and everything she'd had. They only offered 1900 at first, and she wouldn't take it, although she would only get 1600 here next year. They've just written and offered her the $2,000, and naturally, she's accepted. It's wonderful for her, but poor for me. I didn't know what to do. I've decided to stay. But suppose I'll die of lonesomeness next year. The only thing that keeps me here is that I'm interested in seeing what I can do with the work here next year, now that I'm familiar with the conditions. Think I can do more here next year than I could anywhere else, and therefore suppose I'll be getting myself farther ahead in the end. Gosh, sounds like I was set in the profession already. Along with all the excitement of her brothers bringing home a bride the day she left, her kid sister getting home from college in the South, and entertaining a new brother-in-law from the South. Miss Yulstein came back with two of the darlingest dresses she had made. They're simple as the Dickens and cutest ideas. Ideas her kid sister got from the Southern kids in college. I'm going to make two or three when I get home. If you'll send me three dollars, I'll make Betty one. Make you and Louise one when I get home and have your size. Didn't know just what you meant by regulation midi, but thought that was a good-looking one. Did you get it? I got the three checks, but didn't need the two you sent me, as we got our checks all right. What'll I do? Tear them up? Or send them back? Without the farm to bother about, I don't see any reason why we can't spend a month on Seventh Lake, in the Adirondacks, 
with Uncle John's cabin. How about it? Told Betty she could bob her hair if she wanted to. All the kids in New York and Atlantic are bobbed, and it's so cute. This is quite an epic, and I guess you'll have as hard a time reading it as with the rest. Can't Dad get me a job with the bank this summer? I honest mean it. I'd like some business experience of this sort. I really mean this, so please answer this part of my letter, if nothing else. Lots of love, Marion. Did Buster ever get that birthday package? This week, Marion Briggs was narrated by her great-granddaughter, Cricket Clayton. Next week, we'll hear from John again. Please join us. This podcast is produced by Holly Hazard. Music is provided by Escalante Music from Pond 5. Thank you for listening. Thank you.